Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breadcrumbs. Today, I am joined by Dale Ayers. Uh, Dale attended our OSINT workshop at B-Sides Bloomington, and then landed his first tech job. Not saying there's a connection, but we're at least going to explore the possibility in this episode. <laughs> Dale, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Tom. No, thank you for coming on. Uh, I mean, as I said in my, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek intro, um, you did attend Besides Bloomington. That's where you and I met. That's you, right. Uh, you did attend um, our OSINT workshop there at the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a huge impression on me. I mean, just like meeting you for a handful of hours at one one random conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remembered who you were after the fact. I started right. yeah. uh, I started to follow your adventures and your journey on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, um, but you were trying to make the move from a non-technical job over into tech. And you're on the episode now as a person that succeeded in that journey. That's right. I did it. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, once I, you know, once I saw your good news, I immediately wanted to, to get you on here and just mm-hmm. pick your brain about, you know, your journey, what worked, what didn't. I think a lot of people out there listening are probably making a similar journey. I mean, I mm-hmm. made my own about a year and a half ago, you know, moving oh, wow. from, oh that. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a human resources person until about a oh. year and a half ago. Yeah. And before wow. that I was a store manager. <laughs> so, okay. That's awesome. So I feel yeah. like, you know, we're in similar company. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so when I saw your story unfold, I was beyond excited. Um, so yeah. Um, maybe we could just start, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to give like an overview of, you know, where you were and where you went, maybe we can start there and I might have some questions along the way. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, I don't want to bore anybody, but I, I could, you know, I've, I've, for the past six years, I've worked at the Walmart distribution center and there I was just like, a, uh, I unloaded trucks, used a forklift, that type of work. And through there, Walmart has a program now where they'll pay for your school. So that's where I started, um, getting into computer science. Um, I thought I wanted to be like in, uh, like a software developer. But soon learned that I didn't really just nothing about coding really like ignited my passion or anything. But through through coding, I got into like understanding like uh, cybersecurity and all that. And that that evoked my passion of like, oh, I can help people through this. You know what I mean? And once I realized I wanted to do cybersecurity um, just through like the research and stuff, I kind of understood like getting your first job is probably the toughest thing to do. There, there's a, it's even like a saying uh, amongst people like the hardest thing in cybersecurity is your first job. So I wanted to be like I, I wanted to stand out in that way. So I wanted to show that like I'm serious about this. I'm not just like some guy that's you know. Uh, that wants, wants to maybe, maybe it's just in it for the money or, you know, maybe see the big dollar signs in cybersecurity. And just, I wanted to show that like, Hey, this is, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And I think that's the, the like underlying thing that got me to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's like easy for most of us to sit here and say, like, I want to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Even if you have like a great job now or a great situation now, we can all fantasize about, hey, it'd be cool to whatever. Right. Um, but I think for most of us, there has to be like an inciting incident, like a thing mm-hmm. like in my experience, like most of us are reactive creatures. A thing has to happen to us to elicit mm-hmm a mm-hmm. response, you know, that's actually going to like jumpstart that. Like, did you have that moment? Like, did you have like a day or an experience or did it just kind of happen like naturally over time? Um, the only one thing I can say is I took a, a class called secure coding and the, what I, exactly what I was telling you, like every day I would go to work and I would be, I didn't like, there's like two, exactly what you're saying is, is right. There's two parts of me. There's one part where I'm, I'm, 
trying to figure out like what I want to do, who I am. And every day I would go to work and I'd be like, I don't like, I'm not passionate about this. Like, like I want to, I know that I need to learn to code if I'm going to become a software developer, but I don't have the passion to do it. So every day I'm going to work and I'm like, I'm not putting in the hours. I'm not doing the thing that I want to do. Well, I took a secure coding class and I just had to write this little, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just this little paper about this hospital that had been hacked and, you know, all these people had died. There was um, these people that were the what do you what do you call them the the ambulance drivers? They were on like paper maps trying to figure out where to go because their system wasn't working. And I was like, oh, if I get if I get into IT and like the cybersecurity side, I can have like that. It's almost like this feeling of like an adversary to go against. I know that might be a little weird, but people in cybersecurity might you're in cybersecurity so you might understand exactly what i'm talking about like you could you could almost feel like oh if i'm not going to work hard today someone else is and it might call you understand what i'm saying it's something about it just and then right after that everything just kind of fell into place it's almost like you know it was like what what i was meant to do or what i was meant to go about and um it's just that it's as mundane as one little article that i wrote about you know (laughs) yeah and I think you hit on something really important that applies to, I mean, it could apply to any field, but I'll apply it to like cybersecurity or maybe even like, like tech as a whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so many technology roles are like self-driven. Um, mm-hmm. It's constantly changing, constantly evolving, and it's going to be on you to keep up. Now, whether that's security practices and threats or over on the development side, maybe it's new, you know, new ways of doing things, new technologies, new programming language, new algorithms, new whatevers, um, in order to like, you know, stay relevant, like stay at the top of your game. Like it's on you. Like no one's Mm -hmm. forcing you to learn all these new Mm -hmm. things, but if you don't, you're going to fall behind. And if you don't have that sense of purpose, Mm -hmm. that can be a pretty big grind. But if you, but if you do have that sense of purpose, it's fun. Like, Oh, today I get to learn about, scattered spider or this new apt or this new vulnerability and that's exciting because you need those things in order to protect your environment or you know you could apply the same methodology to software engineering Um, right you have to have a reason to be excited about it or it's going to be incredibly draining um this is not a field you can like just show up to and punch a clock yeah and that's exact that's like goes into the job search and everything and um okay this actually ties into a little story um, the, uh, the second day I was there uh, at my new job, at my new job. Okay. We'll, we'll go. I've just started my new tech career. I'm a, uh, I know me and you talked about it, but for the people listening, they don't know, um, service center technician. Um, I'm just doing like people call, Hey, my internet's out. Um, troubleshoot and try to figure out what it is. But, um, so my second day I show up to the office, I'm meeting everyone and, uh, you know, I've met everyone before, but now I have a chance to talk to some of the new guys. And they're like, oh, so they're they're picking my brain and they're, they are, they're asking me like, so what are you what are like you into? And I hated to be like, well, this like, you know, I'm into this like I don't want to be like the, that guy. But it's kind of I am that guy. You know what I mean? Like this is what I do in my off time. This is what I you know, this is what I've dedicated my life to the past two years to to do this and to you know, be a professional at this and everything. So there's like that aspect too, that it's weird coming from warehousing to this job. Now, like I'm passionate about this job and I'm okay to be passionate about this job. It would be weird if somebody asked me, what are you into? And like, as a forklift driving, I'm like, well, I'm into forklift driving. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. I'm I'm having, I'm, I'm adjusting is all all I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely is an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how long did it take you from like the moment you said, "Hey, you know, I don't want to work in warehousing anymore. I'd like to have a mm-hmm. tech job," to actually landing like your job? Like, what was that timeline like? So that that's a, that's a kind of a tough question because I went to school through through Walmart, so I was in school for three three and a half years. So you could say that, but through that time, I didn't really know, like, I knew I wanted to be in tech, but I didn't know I wanted to be in cybersecurity. 
But from the moment I learned cybersecurity, I would say like uh, cl close to two years, I would say. But, you know, but then like um, I graduated last October and then I got a job in January. So that what's that four months, mm -hmm. three months. So from the time I was like bare knuckles down, pushing, trying to find a job about three or four months. You have completely destroyed my timeline i think yeah i think mine was like five years from, from, from the day i said hey yeah. i don't want to be in human resources anymore uh, about right. five years and it was about 15 years after i graduated college so you just you okay. just completely destroyed my <laughs> which, which is good that's why right like well I, I would say, you know i i i had the aspiration to like i'm getting out of this job i knew i just knew like I'm going to have to go to school. You know, it was a long-term, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And the, like, like a big part of why I love having these conversations. One, I just love to hear stories like this, but two, mm -hmm. um, is, is helping people shorten their own timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, so just comparing like our timelines, like you definitely had a lot more like go getter in you than I did. Cause I kind of like, just like, sat around for a year or two like oh it'd be cool if i didn't have this job mm -hmm. but like you actually yeah. said hey i'm gonna go get this job um mm -hmm. and obviously the the uh the, the timelines reflect that attitude it took me a lot longer to get to that point right um so you know so you decided you know kind of the the direction that you wanted to go after you graduated like what then like were, did you just start like job searching on LinkedIn? Did you have like a mentor to guide you? Like, I, uh, I really want to hear about your process of navigating right. that. So the very first thing that I did, okay. So I've, so I'm like a big, uh, journal guy. I try to journal every day, just like, you know, maybe a paragraph. And, uh, I had my old journal out and I was just looking through it and I could see the day that I decided I'm going to get into cybersecurity. And uh, so that's the thing about cybersecurity. Okay, someone someone comes to you and they say, oh, I want to be in cybersecurity. Well, that kind of almost doesn't really mean anything because they're so, it's so broad and so like there's so many different disciplines. And, oh, I'm a cybersecurity analyst. That could mean anything. You know what I mean? So I, re I realized pretty quickly that I needed to figure out like my niche that I want to go into. And I read a book by uh, Helen Patton. It's called the Cyber Navigating the Cybersecurity Landscape or Navigating the Cybersecurity Path, it's Career Path. Um, and you know, you read that and you you learn about pen testing and digital forensics and all that, and you're like, oh, that is exactly what I want to. You know what I mean? Why, who who doesn't want to be like you know James Bond or you know hack people and and do it for fun? And I thought that's absolutely what I want to do, but this, I quickly learned that like cybersecurity is not exactly like an entry level position. I, it's it's not exactly like uh, I don't know anything. Can I uh, handle your database security? Or you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I realized I needed like those fundamentals. So I just you know got on got on the internet and did some research um, and started on the, uh, the certification path, got a, got, got a few of my comp T asserts. Um, and I figured if I had two or three, that would kind of show my passion for the field. If I combine that with networking in person, going to conferences, I would be able to find a niche there. And that that's kind of exactly what I did. Um, I went out and if I could go, but so I went out, I got my a plus, I got my security plus, And then the weirdest thing, um, is I got my pen test plus cause that's what I was passionate about. I was like, oh, I want to be a pen tester. So what I'm just going to go after that. But I don't necessarily think that like, okay, you get these five certifications and you're good. You're good to go. You'll be, I think it's, um, it's a pie, right? So it's like, I'm going to get these three certifications that show that I'm passionate about what I'm doing. 
and then I'm going to network in person and talk to these people that are where I want to be and show like, Hey, I'm, I want to do what you're doing. I'm passionate about, about this stuff too. And here, and I could show that through certifications and, you know, maybe some home labs or, or whatever you're into. And that, that's kind of how I view like the certification train. Um, I think pe people over, oh, people either overhype or undervalue certifications. I just think they're a, a vehicle to learn a little bit and show potential em employers like I'm not, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke here. I, I actually care. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if that answers your question or not. I'm, I think I rambled a little bit, but no, it's good. No, and um, I think I'm I'm right there with you when it comes to certs. Mm -hmm. Um, like they, you know, they shouldn't be like a be all end all They're mm -hmm. They're not necessarily going to unlock any magic doors for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but they do show like, Hey, like I did this thing and mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's just like, it's just a, a proof of work, I guess, or a proof of interest. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, yeah, look at what I've been doing. Like I, I'm not just talking about this. I might, you know, I went out and got the certification. It doesn't, and I think you'll, I think when people get their first tech job, they'll really understand that like, I'm not saying that certifications don't mean anything, but you'll get there and you'll realize that there are people there that have no certifications. There's people that are there that, you know, and people, they all get sorted in these weird places. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I just think the whole certification racket is, it's almost like, a, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's nuanced, I guess how to, how to put it. Yeah, I, I think, and I feel the same way. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I guess if I had to give advice to people, I would have them. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick one or the other, I would mm -hmm. tell people don't focus on certs, but do focus on what interests you, and yeah. find a way to let people know you're interested. So that could exactly. be a GitHub repo, a blog just you know be on social media talking about things make youtube videos um like right. that's that that's that's really going to help you stand out i'm not saying those things are necessary i'm not saying you have to be on github to get a job or you have to have a blog or you have to have x number of followers on social media but i will right. say it doesn't hurt yeah i would say like all these things are necessary i don't know exactly the saying but like necessary but not sufficient like, cool, you have three certifications, but you haven't focused on your networking enough. Cool, you, or, or the other way around, cool, you went to this B-Sides conference, but you have no, you have no proof that you're, you're, you know, there's going to be putting this to practice, putting your, your stuff out there. Or, you know, maybe you show up to B-Sides and you don't, you don't even have a LinkedIn, so you can't even follow up with all these people that you just made connections with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I, I really think that, like, it all... All this stuff, like you put work into it and it doesn't necessarily return right away, but like over time, it all comes together in a giant nebulous pie to eventually <laughs> get you a job. Yeah. And like, I guess like I view it as like a spectrum, if you will, at one end of the spectrum, like you could only be like just producing stuff. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm contributing on to, you know, to GitHub repos. I've got this blog. I'm like always just writing just really insightful, you know, whether it's, you know, posts on, on X or LinkedIn, like you're just producing and eventually someone might notice at the other end of that spectrum is purely just networking. Like you're just talking to people, letting them know you're interested, going to conferences, making those connections. And like at some point, like, Maybe one of those people can help you out. I think most of us probably fall somewhere in the middle. Um, and I think that's, I think that's probably the best place to be. Um, I think that the advice gets thrown ar around a lot with not a lot of explanation. So I'd like us to, to unpack this one. You know, you always hear like, oh, you know, just network. What does that even mean? <laughs> like that's, if you, if you just told a person who, like has never had to network before. Like maybe they, you know, I'll just use you as an example. You know, you, you got your job in the warehouse and I, I said, okay, Dale, go network. Well, without a lot of direction, that could mean something very different to a lot of people. So like, 
what's your take on networking? Like what worked for you? What didn't? Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that is good. Um, so actually, okay. So the very first thing that I would do if I could go back is I would tell whoever it is, is to just get either go out and get a book on LinkedIn, watch YouTube videos about LinkedIn, get your LinkedIn up, up and going, get it up and going because what you're going to do is you're going to use LinkedIn to like, essentially you're going to take notes for in-person networking that you're going to do. So I met you at the B-Sides conference and I don't think we would be having this conversation now if we, we didn't connect on LinkedIn and continued our networking outside of that. And it's a lot easier to set to when you meet somebody in person to say, Oh, are you on LinkedIn versus can I have your phone number? It's a little, it's just a little bit, it's just so much easier. Just, Hey, are you on LinkedIn? Yeah. Okay. Click and boom. Now me and you are connected. We've met in person and we could continue to talk. You, um, so that, that would be my biggest thing would be get your LinkedIn up and running, you know, set your LinkedIn apart in some way. For me, I, I read a book, uh, another big piece of advice I, I would say for a lot of people is just read books about this stuff. Like it's widely available. Everything that I, I've read books about uh, LinkedIn, I read books about um, my resume. I read books about um, getting started in cybersecurity and all those books have helped me immensely. But um, I forget where I was going there. <laughs> no, I uh, like, I like uh, I like I like where 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 you're going, and you mm -hmm. like you hit the nail on the the head. Like if it wasn't for LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. like I would remember you if I saw you again next year. Like oh hey Dale yeah you were at the workshop last year cool how you been? Um, like you made an impact on me in person. Um, but like had it not been for LinkedIn and like you like engaging with the content I was producing, like you wouldn't have really like stuck in my mind as someone like hey I want to. Like I'm actually in, I'm invested in, in your journey now because you've taken the time to invest in mine. Um, like, I guess like my, my trick when it comes to networking is, um, because LinkedIn is so prevalent, it's so easy to like quote connect that now that's meaningless. Like, oh yeah. I'll so, so now what's going to set you apart is just a little bit of engagement. It's, um, like, I think like you just like, just did a, what, like a one paragraph, like call out about the workshop and like, thank me for being there. Nobody else did that of the other 70 attendees there. Like you were the one that took 10 minutes to say, Hey, that this was awesome. I appreciate that Tom was here. Like post, like, um, so like, it's not a lot of extra effort, but it does require going a little bit above and beyond. Um, to really like stick out to people now. Right. There's a, uh, there's a rule in that book that I read and what she says is, um, 80, 20 rule, give, give more on LinkedIn than, than you try to take. So the idea is like, Hey, Tom's posting something. I'm going to comment under it. I'm going to like it. Um, you know, wh whatever the stuff is, you're just going to engage, 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 engage with other people. And, pe and then people feel it's reciprocal. People want to do that for you whenever you finally decide to po post whatever, and that for me has been huge. Like I, I, you wouldn't believe the connections that I've made and the people that I've met through LinkedIn. Now, none of that actually led to a job, but now, you know, I'm in tech now in the future, it might, you know, the connections I've made now could pay off tenfold down the road. And for somebody trying to get into tech, it, it, it you know, their story could be different from mine. If they're engaging, 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 and like, um, it could absolutely lead to a job. I, you know, I've had a couple of interviews just from LinkedIn. Yeah. Just from it, you know, and get, and I, I would just say that that's the biggest. Th so you asked earlier, like go out and network. So my thing is get your LinkedIn going and then go to the conference, go to the, go to the B sides, go to the, I don't, I, that's really the only one that I, there was, there was a one, there's just conferences out there is all I'll say. If you, if you want to find them, you'll find them. Just, just look, you know what I mean? Besides there's others, ISACA, I know, um, there, there was one in Indy, but it got disbanded recently. I can't remember what it was called. Circle City Con. Circle Rest City Con. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I was excited to go to that one, but it got canceled. So, but that, you know, I was going to go to that one. Um, and again, I'll just say like it, 
like all the things that me and you were talking about here, they're not necessarily applicable to whoever is listening to this. Whoever's listening to this has their own puzzle to solve. You know, you understand what I mean? They're in a, they're in a different situation. Maybe they have kids, maybe or whatever. I, you know, I have two kids. When I decided to go to college, I had two kids. I had to learn, you know, what I mean, I had to learn time management. I had to get up early. I had to stay up late. I had to do homework while I'm holding my kid while they're sick. Or you, you understand what I mean? So it's all about, you know, the puzzle that you have to solve. That that was a like, if you're just willing to do whatever it takes to get there, I I really feel like you're gonna get there. For me, like I was gonna go to one of the. Okay, the biggest thing that shows like the difference between, I know I'm like go, jumping all over the place, and I hope people aren't scatterbrained by my brain, but um, I really think like in person is the way to go when it comes to finding a job because when when you're in there and you're in front of someone versus you're on LinkedIn and you're shotgunning out all the easy apply. Um, the, no, you know what I mean? Like I have like a few at home projects and a few certifications. My resume is not going to stand out in, in, in a stack of 700 resumes. It's not going to, it's not that impressive, but if I'm in front of you and I'm showing you like, Hey, I drove all the way here. I'm here in front of you. Here's my resume. I'm passionate about this. And maybe you connect with the hiring manager or whoever it is. That's the way it is for me. So my, I've gotten, I've gotten three really good, well, I'll call them leads or interviews through just in, in-person networking. So the very first interview tech interview I ever got, um, I don't know if, how people feel about this or whatever, but um, I crashed a college career fair. I didn't, I didn't go to this college, but I saw it was a tech career fair. I just showed up. You know what I mean? I just acted like I was there. I was almost, you know, I was like, ooh, this is like my first social engineering experiment. I'll just pretend like I'm supposed to be here. Hack the career fair. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I showed up to this career fair and I got a really good, um, I had an interview where I, you know, I met the whole team and um, they were really interested in me. The fact that I had, I had showed up to this job fair that to a college that I didn't necessarily go to that that impressed the hiring manager you know what i mean like it's stuff it's just like that extra just if you're just willing to do whatever it takes i just you'll, you'll get there you know what i mean so now that job ultimately fell through for uh, several reasons but um but again i went to the b-sides right after that i met some people there they they pushed me to go to this training seminar while well, i was at that training training seminar i met some other people boom I have a job. I don't. <laughs> I don't and just like know. that. Yeah, just like that. It's that easy. <laughs> no, that's but, that's one see, of the coolest things I've ever heard is hacking the job mm -hmm. fair. I'm going to use that. Yeah, but but that that's kind of my point. Is like I I see these posts all the time on on LinkedIn or whatever of of like oh I've I've. I call them complaint essays. People get on there and complain. I've, I've applied to 700 jobs. I've done all this stuff. I've got these certifications, but my thing is like, that's not going to get you a job. Writing this complaint essay will not get you a job. You need to stop writing the complaint essay and just, just go, go to a conference, meet people, talk to people, um, make a post about what you're doing right now. You, you, like you wouldn't believe like the amount of times I've been like, I've made a post at like, I'll be early up in the morning doing some sort of studying and I'll make a post. And through that post, I'll have somebody say, Oh, I've been watching your LinkedIn for a few days and I'm super interested about what you're doing. Um, you think we could have a, uh, an interview and I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you to the CEO of this company and we're, we're going to have a conversation. I've had conversations with two or three owners of companies just from, just from like that churning of, I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't really know the point. I'm, I don't understand if you, you understand the point I'm getting across or I'm just rambling, Tom, but no, um, my yeah. big, so my big takeaway from mm -hmm. your story so far is, um, if you put in even a little bit of effort, um, you're going to stand out. If you put in a lot of effort, a lot of focused effort, you're definitely going to stand out and someone will notice. Um, <clears throat> now, I think that, I think what a lot of 
people trying to make the transition maybe underestimate is the like the magnitude of what they're undertaking. So like if you're if you're listening to this podcast and I say, oh yeah, just a just a small bit of effort goes a long way, like that's still a a, a huge shift from maybe what you're doing right now. If you're on social media all the time, just like complaining about things, you know, just giving the occasional hot take, like it can be like a shift in like how you view the world to like, you know, get up at five o'clock in the morning before you go to your day job, say, Hey, I'm going to just write something like thoughtful and positive or something that, you know, just mean, means a lot to me, two paragraphs done. Like that, that's a huge shift for a lot of this, like myself included that are just used to bitching. <laughs> I guess. Um, and like, like it can, it can be deceptively like simple like to like listen to like what I just said and say, oh yeah, I can do that. Like once you're like, it's actually really hard to like change the way that you're approaching your day or approaching your life. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, so that job I was talking about, um, I really thought I was going to get, I had really, really, I remember, you know, I talked to my friends, Hey, you know, I got to talk, I, I met the whole IT team, you know, they're, they were awesome. You know I mean? I talked, he's really seemed like he was going to hire me and, you know, two weeks went by and no callback, no nothing. And I could have, and I did for, for a hot minute, I could have easily gone down the hiring managers suck. These guys don't care about me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to go in there and write a complaint essay. Like I, you know, I applied to this job. I drove all the way up there. You know, we interviewed for two hours and blah, 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 blah. But instead, what I decided to do is like, okay, there's like, there's only like one or two ways I can go about this. Is like, I can get on the, I can get on the internet, complain, and that, that's the thing. Is like, you get return on that real quickly. You put it out on LinkedIn, and everyone on LinkedIn agrees with you. So they're, like, you know, you, you immediately get that return of like, ooh, this, this feels good to say that. Versus, what I ultimately decided to do was, I just texted the hiring manager and I said. Uh, you know, I understand you guys really aren't interested in hiring me right now and that things may, may have fallen through, but are you interested in continuing a, a professional relationship of some kind? And he called me a few days later and we talked for 30 minutes about, you know what I mean, what what ultimately happened with the job, why they ultimately decided to hire me. And that information is all, 10 million times more valuable. And that, now I've built that relationship with that hiring manager then it's way more valuable than the hundred likes on LinkedIn that I'm going to get for this complaint essay that, that I'm going to write. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think that that, that attitude is what will, that attitude of like, I'm going to turn this negative to a positive and just do it every time. And that will eventually get you that return on your first job. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, you've, you've like mentioned, you know, books and just like, you know, sort of like different like resources online. I feel like there's no, there's no shortage of people giving like career advice, myself included. I've done entire conference talks about this very topic. Um, so like everyone's an expert, um, but like, are there piece of, pieces of advice you were given or came across along the way, either that were super helpful or we're not helpful at all. Sometimes I think it's important for people to know like what doesn't work or what didn't work for you as mm-hmm. they're getting started. Are you doing something to just get a job? So I actually got a certification in, it's a, called Qualys. Have you ever heard of Qualys? It rings a bell, so, but I don't remember yeah. why. It's like a vulnerability management software. And I got this because I watched a YouTube video about a guy that said, hey, if you get this certification, um, you know, you could easily parlay this into a job in like some sort of GRC role of some type. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I could care less about GRC. I think it's boring. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I never want to do it. But I was like, oh, I could just get a job. And that's the thing I think that, that didn't work for me is like, are you just doing this to get a job? You understand what I'm saying? Or do you actually care about, do you actually care about it? Do you actually, are you actually passionate about it? And I think that that's the, that's the difference. Like I went, I got this whole certification in Qualys. I can't, 
I don't even remember any of it because I didn't care when I was doing it. You know, you know what I mean? I was just, this is, this is it. This, you, that, that's the big thing. Make sure you're passionate about what you're doing. And then it's, if you're on LinkedIn and you're just applying to jobs on LinkedIn, it's not going to work, especially as someone new. If you're just, if you're just shotgunning out resumes on LinkedIn, it's, you you might as well go play the lottery. Like it's the, it's the same thing. Uh, the videos that you sent me actually were were uh, super helpful. The uh, uh, Jonathan Blanchard. I don't know if um, people know who that oh, is. Oh yeah, uh, the, Jason Blanchard's. Um, Jason Blanchard. Uh, yeah. How to job out like a hacker. Yeah, exactly. Those. Um, it it is a pain. It's a huge pain. It's a huge pain in the butt to um, tailor each resume to figure out who the hiring manager is at this company, to do research on that company, to take notes on the company that you're going for. But the, again, when you talk about um, standing out, especially someone new, um, that's how you're going to stand out is like putting in that extra effort. Like you said, like, um, you know, 700 people shotgunned out the resume, but how many, figure out who the hiring manager was, send them a message, ask them to have a conversation, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's my, those are my, my basic, you know, things that didn't work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can definitely agree with, with both of those when it comes to, mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to job hunting, like knowing everything I know now, like I think of it like, um, you know, the, the threats we all face every single day in cybersecurity. So, you know, on the one hand, you have just people just spraying things across the internet. You know, they're just doing, whether it's cred stuffing or just, you know, just scanning for a CVE that, you know, got patched three years ago. Like, okay, like they're just hoping that they're just spraying and hoping that something sticks. And if it does, hooray, you know, they won the lottery that day. Um, but the, but the odds of success are pretty low. On the other hand, you have, you know, sophisticated APT groups that are doing a ton of research, like the, 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 the targets they're after are very specific and they're tailoring their entire attack to that one target or that one maybe industry or vertical. Um, like I want everyone listening to this podcast to be that person to, <laughs> Now, is it harder? Absolutely. That's why there are a lot more script kitties than APT groups. Um, but, you know, if you, but they're also, you know, we could argue all day long, which one is more impactful or devastating. I know which one I want to be. <laughs> I want to be an APT, damn it. So personally, like that's been, you know, like my, my big takeaway, like knowing everything that I know now you know, I know so much more about like networking. I'm so much better at it now, e even though like I always knew that was a thing I was supposed to do. Like I never really knew, like it took like actually years for me to like one, like get comfortable doing it. And two, like to really understand how to do it effectively. Like it can be hard like, like, okay. Like, you know, Tom said I need to, or Dale said I need to, you know, start going to conferences like just doing that could be like outside of someone's comfort zone. So you put right. them in this uncomfortable spot and then tell them, Oh, and now you need to be talking to strangers. Like, Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So what, so I'll, what I'll say is, um, I'm not, I'm naturally an introvert. Like to do this, to do this, this podcast with you is a little anxious, anxiety inducing for me. I'm not going to lie. I have that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, again, we could go back to, okay, we could think of LinkedIn and, and cybersecurity conferences. So if I'm on LinkedIn and I'm just starting my LinkedIn, essentially what I, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and I'm in Indianapolis, just going to get on and search Indianapolis cybersecurity and, you know, add, add a bunch of people. And essentially what you're doing there is you're kind of cold calling a bunch of people. Some people use LinkedIn, some people don't. And you know, you're just cold calling people and, you know, sometimes it might work, sometimes it won't, won't. But when you go, when you go to a cybersecurity conference, like B sides, everyone is there for that reason. Everyone is there to talk to people that they don't know. Everyone is, everyone is engaging in this. So if you are anxious or whatever, and you know, going to these things is really bad for you. Everyone, 
the thing is like everyone's there to do what you're anxious about. You understand what I mean? So it's like people are, are and people there are willing to help, willing to talk, and you know I think a lot of people would be surprised at like how willing the people there are, are to help. And that my my biggest thing, my biggest piece of advice, I guess, would just be just ask for help. Like you you wouldn't be be you would be so surprised at like the people that I've talked to that wouldn't you know what I mean owners of companies you know heads of cybersecurity people you think that would look at me and be like ah you know not interested I don't want to talk to you but you get I think we get um intimidated by like titles and stuff you know what I mean and you oh well, I wouldn't message him because you know you know. He's a senior cybersecurity guy at Kroger. Why would he? Why would he ever want to talk to me? Well, well, he went to B sides. He went, he wants to have these conversations. He wants to be involved in this community and help people and all this stuff. So, just ask, and it, you'd be surprised. I think, like any sort of like additional effort is probably going to be noticed. So, like in a conference of two hundred people, you know, the three people that like talk to me are probably going to stand out or the 10 people that you know, that I knew were like looking for their first role is, is going to stand out. But like something has to happen to like pop onto like my radar. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, whether that's, you know, like connecting, like connecting, like after the conference, like that, that's, that's, that's fine too. Like there's nothing saying like, like the, the digital, like LinkedIn space and the physical space have to be separate. And there's nothing saying like you have to do, quote, all your networking, like, in a silo. So, like, it's totally fine, like, exactly what, like, you did. Like, you know, we didn't hang out at the conference, but, you know, like, you know, I, you were there, like, you stood out to me as a person, but then afterwards, like, oh, hey, you know, da 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 I was at Tom's conference, like, and then we carried the conversation on there. And for, I think, a lot of us, like, that's probably a more, like, comfortable glide path than trying to like do it all in person or do it all online. Right. Yeah. The, again, like the, we talk about the pie, there's a, all this stuff comes together. You got LinkedIn, you got your certification, you've met somebody in person. Um, you're posting on LinkedIn. So people so, so that you're passionate, you, it all, none of it is necessary, but all of it comes together to like, set, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's, it's breadcrumbs like your podcast. <laughs> 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 it will lead you somewhere. I promise you. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say that like, I, I may have even gotten a job if I didn't even have LinkedIn just from, you know, showing up to these, to, to go in in person and just talking to people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even sure if my hiring manager now even saw my LinkedIn. Like I just went and I just, um, from B sides, I learned about a free training uh, course at, in Greenfield that I went to. I went to this training course um, while I was there. I was like, oh, I wonder if this company has you know open positions. And I found a position that I would never have even known about if I hadn't done this in person stuff. So on the top of my list is like these conferences are like inv invaluable. Like they're hundred so. Like, well, I don't know where I would be if I had not attended a B-Sides conference, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully some of the, uh, the B-Sides, the B-Sides folks are listening because I can yeah. try, I can trace my own kind of origin story back to a B-Sides. Um, oh, really? B-Sides, yeah, B-Sides Cincinnati in 2018 was my like, aha moment. Like that mm -hmm. was my, you know, mm -hmm. I talked earlier about like an inciting incident or like something had to happen to me to you know, send me in this direction. And that's, I can trace it all back to a uh, B-Sides 2018. That was my, hey, nice. I I really want to be here moment. Right. Uh, and I just, I really think that like people, if people just went to one of these things, they would, and they put themselves out there and, you know, just engage in the awkwardness of like, hi, I'm Dale from, uh, from Edinburgh. And, you know, I really like cybersecurity. Do you want to talk to me? Like, I know that like people, we're, we're all, a little bit that way and and just if you just engage you would be surprised at like oh yeah well you know i'm tom and you know let's talk about you know what are you into uh, how are you you know are you looking for a job and yeah the 
and then the connections just explode from there and you meet people you never even you never thought that you would yeah my um maybe like my other like either piece of just things i've learned or like maybe like a piece of cautionary advice is um like unfortunately like most of this stuff you can't just set on autopilot Mm -hmm. um so like job like job hunting or like career shifting like you Mm -hmm. do have to be an active participant (laughs) and it requires like constant care and feeding uh, because like as soon as you stop like so does your progress Mm -hmm. um like that can that can sound like daunting and exhausting but like i'll also say like it doesn't take that much because again like any um additional effort or discretionary effort that you're willing to put in Mm -hmm. like that's what's going to get noticed yeah Uh, just i mean see i don't know about that so I'll take that as your advice because, you know, I've just made these connections now and I, now I need to continue them on. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it can and, be, uh, um, it can be easy to like, you know, like, like land your first gig and be like, okay, now, okay, who that's done. Like, well, it can be, but then like, so is your progress. <laughs> I'm, so, um, I would encourage people that like, you know, like now that you've gotten like, you know, you've gotten your foot in the door you've gotten that first role like you know start thinking about like what's next i'm not saying like you're always going to be job hopping and we shouldn't have like careers but at the same time it's like you know if you don't want to have this job forever you need to start laying that groundwork today right and then remember the things that got you there to that point you know yeah don't don't just i, I totally understand and it can be it's so i've noticed that too it's it's uh it's tempting to Ah, I'm done. Like that's, you know, you understand what I mean? But I, I totally agree. And uh, like I said, like, um, like be, be, be awkward, I guess. Like be, I'm on, I've gotten to a point now in, in, um, in it to where I'm like to the point of being awkward. Um, I hope he's okay with me. Or maybe I'll message him and ask him, but I'll say it now. Um, um, you know, George, you know, George Osterholt. The name sounds familiar. He, um, he was the CFO for B-Sides. Oh yeah. 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 Um, well after the conference, a few months after that, we'd had a few conversations just on LinkedIn or whatever. And I just, um, you know, I was, that job had fallen through, through, um, I hadn't gotten that job. I was kind of in a spot where I was like, I don't really have any leads. I'm not, you know. I'm in despair a little bit and I just, I got to the point where it's like, I'm okay with just being awkward. So I just message him out of the blue and like, Hey, do you want to be my mentor? And it, as awkward as that is, you know, um, he, he was like hundred percent on board. He's like, yeah, let's, let's hop on and have a conversation and we'll talk about like where you're at, where you want to go. And like I said, like that, that didn't necessarily lead to a job, but like now I have, you know what I mean? I have somebody who's, in my corner, like looking out for me, you know, who know who knows what that could lead to in the future. And th- that's just what I'll be okay with the awkwardness. If you can be okay with the awkwardness of like asking for help or, you know, maybe people think looking at you sideways or you would, but again, you wouldn't believe how, how willing people are to help you. People message me all the time. Like, Hey, you know, I saw this job or, um, I have a, voucher for a comp tia certification do you want to use it uh you know you really wouldn't believe how if you're just okay with the awkwardness of asking people for help so yeah and i think that like in our community specifically like there's there's no shortage of people that are willing to help but they have to know that you want help um right like i said before like you know the if you have a goal like the people around you like need to know about it because they could be the person that gives you that break or that, that, you know, that thing that helps you. So like, like, I like, I like what you, like what you said, like most people will help you if you ask, but you have to Mm -hmm. overcome that awkward hurdle of asking. Yeah. You know, we all have like a little bit of insecurity about our goal or, you know, telling other people our goals or, or whatever. So I don't know. Good that's the other thing that I'll say about the job hunting is like, 
you almost have to be irrationally positive. Like, like I'm going to apply to these hundred jobs and the, the likelihood is like 99 of them are, I'm not going to get a response and I'm okay with that. That's fine. You, you just have to be okay with it because if not, you're, you're going to be, like I said, on LinkedIn writing a complaint essay about how terrible all these people are that don't want to hire you, but none of you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You just have to, um, actually, uh, the Black Hills guy, Jonathan Blanchard, he, he puts it in terms of, um, if you think of it as marketing, you're marketing yourself. If you were, if you were in marketing and you put out, you know, 3000 resume or 3000, um, newsletters, if 3% of those actually open it and read it from a marketing perspective, you're, you're killing it. You're killing the game. So when people say like, oh, I put out three, 300 resumes and only got a response from one or two, it's like, you're killing it, man. Like, come on. You, the, you, <laughs> have, you have to have that little bit of a mind shift, I think, whenever you're doing. Well, Dale, I wanted to thank you for coming on with me. My biggest takeaway from this entire conversation was embrace awkwardness, be irrationally positive, and you'll probably get where you want to go. Um, if people wanted to find you online, connect with you, uh, what's a good place to find you at? Uh, just best places, LinkedIn, uh, just search my name, Dale Ayers. My tagline is, uh, support center technician at nine star. So you'll find me. Nice. And, uh, yep. hopefully our paths get to cross again at B sides 2024. God, it's 2024. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. hoping, hoping to bump into you again, uh, in real life. If for some reason we don't, I'm sure we'll stay in touch. Yeah. hundred percent. And thanks so much for having me, Tom. Uh, super appreciate you and see you in the future. Absolutely. This has been another episode of breadcrumbs. If you'd like to learn more, you can find us online at tracelabs.org, on Twitter, at tracelabs. But if you really want to find us, just follow the breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs>